It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. The New York Times has named Arden one of their top ten hosts. And just this year, the Dog Writers Association of America has given this show, Four-Legged Life, its top radio award. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby, because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at savemypetidtag.com. What's up, pet pals? Welcome to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. She's back. We're doing the Snoopy Happy Dance because back on our show to unleash even more great tips and insights on pets is a leading integrative veterinarian. You know her. Please join me in giving pause and applause to the amazing Dr. Carol Osborne. Welcome to the show, Dr. Carroll. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, I understand there was a uh, pet owner survey that was done about, I think, last year by the American Pet Product Association, and it showed that 8% of cat owners are purchasing food made from sustainable and humanely sourced ingredients. Now, that's just a little nugget, an example. And it also said that half of all pet parents are more than willing to pay for ethically sourced, eco-friendly, BPA-free pet products. So I think what we're hearing is that people are on board, but maybe they just don't know how to put it into reality. I think that there's many people on our planet, pet owners and other people too, that are willing to do what, what they can to help save the planet. And one of the first ones on the list is controlling the pet population buy spaying and neutering and consider adopting a pet, you know, instead of calling a bunch of breeders. Yeah, I'm I'm in a household of six from the streets and from shelters. I call them shelter alums, not shelter rescues. But we've gotten some cats from the street and a couple of dogs. And I don't care what their lineage is. But all I know, Dr. Carroll, is they're pretty doggone great family members. And I think even though it might sound funny, especially with uh, with dogs. I think some of these dogs in the shelters, when you would talk, I think they sort of know you gave them a second chance. And in, and in many cases, they can end up being the best dog you've ever had. So don't be afraid to, to look around. It took me a while to find pet safety dog Kona. And it turns out she was at two different shelters in California for a year and a half. She's a terrier mix. But boy, she and I, we finished each other's sentences now. Uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely a very good point. And, you know, being that at least uh, here in Ohio, we're, we're in the peak of summer, you can prevent fleas and ticks naturally instead of uh, using all those toxic pesticides 
that are out there. Well, let's talk about that because we know now studies show that ticks are in every state in the union. And with global warming, fleas and ticks are really having a, a field day. We don't want them to land on the backs of our dogs or cats. So some of these preventatives are very, very expensive. And I know that you do have a site. I want us to make sure we get to it, Dr. Carroll. It's drcarroll.com. But then you also have you have your own line of, of products, P-A-A-W-S. You want to kind of tee us up for that first and then talk about some natural ways to oust the fleas and ticks? Sure. Pause. with the two A's is a pet anti-aging wellness system currently available for dogs given as a tasty treat in the morning and evening based on age and body weight. And we have a new once a day extended release product that you just give once a day. And that's available for pets of all ages. It's a combination of 46 different natural vitamins, minerals, amino acids, antioxidants, hip and joint factors, enzymes, probiotics, etc. It helps to turn back your pet's clock, help them to live two or three years with you longer without suffering many of the consequences that we do with, with older age. So instead of spending a lot of time at your vet when your dog is between, let's say, seven and nine, yeah, we have found that you can get, like I said, two or three extra extra healthy years where you enjoy each other in, in good health. Your DVM is from the Ohio State, but you know, you've been in practice and I'm just wondering, how did you get the brain power to be able to create these supplements? Because, you know, you're seeing patients, being a veterinarian, earning a, a doctor in a veterinary medicine is no easy task, but there must have been something that was motivating you to take a step further. You're exactly right. And I stumbled upon anti-aging medicine for humans, and I, I got pretty involved in that. And um, to make a long story short, I sat down one day and I sat for the four-hour board exam that I passed, which made me the first veterinarian to be board certified in anti-aging medicine. And wow. I, I took the, uh, the information that I had learned from human anti-aging medicine and I spent quite a while translating that over to dogs and cats and I uh, came up with a formula, I ran clinical trials, you know, then put the product on the market. We found that giant breed dogs that normally live a much shorter lifespan than, let's say, small and medium breed dogs uh, were going strong at ages 19 and 20, which is pretty incredible in my experience. And we I would found say so. that we have cocker spaniels like 30-ish a pound dogs going strong at age 22. Wow. So did that make you an ageless wonder? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it did. <laughs> but no, you tapped it because if only dogs could live as long as birds, I'm just, I'm nothing against birds, but we have such a connection with our dogs and our cats. And it's a bummer that uh, unless I know of things like what you have done with the paws supplements that, you know, they don't live as long as we really wish they could. Uh, that's a fact. Birds and elephants. Elephants live to be 75 or 80 years old. And unfortunately, the primary reason that they die is because they don't have any dental care. It's very sad and they end up starving to death. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Well, very. Sad. let's talk to planet Earth, Mother Earth. She needs our help from our dogs and our cats. And uh, I want to talk about poop. I always love talking about poop 
with veterinarians and yourself included, but the litter box and uh, the doggy doo-doo in the yard, what are some ways that we can be more eco-friendly? Another great point. When it comes to cats, you want to consider choosing a non-clay litter. Corn, for example, is sold as the world's best cat litter. Uh, Wheat is sold as sweet scoop. (laughs) Recycled newspaper is available as yesterday's news. And pine is choice number four. I think it's called feline pine. Don't hold me to that one. And you can also compost your pet's poop, which you have to do some homework on to figure out how to do it. But that's the most eco-friendly way to deal with any type of manure or feces or poop, you know. And, um, And they say that if you get a plastic litter box for your cat, that will also last for ages and be very eco-friendly. They, wow. they do talk about the biodegradable poop bags, although um, if you can figure out how to do the composting, that's ideal. Well, when you're on a walk, though, you don't want your the ire from your neighbor by saying, hey, my dog just poo-pooed on your yard, but don't worry, you can <laughs> compost. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to have those biodegradable poop bags uh, when when you're taking your walks. Yeah, and I know that they will fade out faster than the other ones, but I think that's an easy, easy way to participate in keeping our planet a little healthier, don't you think? Most definitely. That's right. Hey, everyone, we're speaking with Dr. Carol Osborne, a great veterinarian. She is into integrative medicine, which I love that path. We're going to learn more after we take this break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am jazzed to have as our special guest, one of the top veterinarians around. We're talking Dr. Carol Osborne, the first veterinarian to be board certified in anti-aging medicine. That's a pretty big bow wow, Dr. Carol. It was. I I, uh, I spent quite a while on that. You probably killed a few brain cells too on that <laughs> one, right? The time was well spent because it... Uh has helped many, many dogs to uh, enjoy a few extra healthy years. One thing I know is my dogs, my cats, they dig pet beds. Is there any kind of environmental friendly tip you can give on either where to look for ones that are kinder on the planet or even make one? Well, you can probably make a pet bed. I don't have any great information on that. I I have not uh, done my homework on making pet beds, but I have done my homework on helping to prevent fleas and ticks naturally. Okay. Yeah, we teased people a little bit earlier. So what's the buzz on fleas and ticks? Well, there's a few things. First of all, a lot of people out there are hyping this diatomaceous earth. Personally, I gave that a big try. You have to be very careful regardless of which variety you buy uh, that you don't inhale it because it, it can cause lung damage and things like that. I was disillusioned by the DE. So I would tell you to save your money on that. On the other hand, you can go to the grocery store in the laundry detergent section way up high, buy yourself a box of borax. One pound ought to cost you about $7. You can sprinkle it all over your floors, pound it into your carpets, 
leave it on for about an hour, and then you can vacuum up your house. And that will offer you one year of natural flea protection within the home that does work. What about ticks? Because ticks tick me off. I mean, they are like prehistoric. They have been on this planet longer than dogs, cats, or us. Any good natural tips for ticks? Well, that's hard to say. Tips for ticks? As far as natural products that have some effectiveness against fleas, the only one that I have actually seen is clove. Oh, And they have, you know, some different things out there with clove in it. But I, I have seen a good result with the clove. And I can honestly tell you that is the only quote unquote natural product that I've seen to have any effectiveness against ticks at all. Now, as you know, I teach pet first aid for you. That's my program. And one of the things I've learned from great veterinarians like you is some unusual places where a tick may hide on a dog or a cat. I'm going to offer one and I know you can offer many more. I'm saying flip that lower lip and that might be a spot where a tick might be. Where are some other hiding spots? Ticks can be on our dogs and cats. You know, the head and the neck are the the primary places you're going to see a tick because they just drop down off of trees and branches. They're not like fleas that jump up. They just drop down. So I usually see them anywhere embedded in that head, neck, chest, you know, area. I know this show goes by way too fast, but I want to also ask you if you can address some ways in keeping this theme of products and they're designating themselves as sort of earth friendly. Is there any any guidance you can give us when we're looking for food for our pets or toys or other products that may be made or how do we validate that they're made with less punch to Mother Earth? You know, they're talking about vegetarian diets, insect protein, which is all all the rage in Europe. I tell people when you're reading like ingredient panels, if you can't pronounce the word, move on. (laughs) That's an easy way to do it. But really, when it comes to your pet's diet, I think that the skin and hair coat, the largest organ in the body, is an external reflection of your pet's internal health. So the skin and hair coat should be shining. It shouldn't be dry or matted. It shouldn't be shedding all over the, you know, the living room carpet. Your pet should move freely, walk freely. Ears should smell clean. The mouth should not stink. I think those are signs of a good diet that agrees with your pet. All pets are individuals. What's good for your pet might not be good for mine. You know, on these diets, uh, if you're buying commercially made diets, I think you have to do your homework and you have to read labels. I had a guy come in the other day with a a two-year-old, 136-pound Great Dane oh my who started gosh. having epileptic seizures. And the husband kept telling me how he, he puts chicken and beef and all this stuff on top of the food. I asked him the name of the food, and then I had to look it up because I never heard of it. And basically, he was feeding his dog a can of meal. <laughs> so the first ingredient should be a, a, a whole food item. It, it shouldn't be meal. Yes, yes. If your pet is eating meat, it, it should be a complete meat, not not chicken meal or beef meal or some other kind of meal. And I think maybe that's a good thing to keep in mind and, and bring your glasses along with you when you're shopping so that you can actually see the fine print. Because a lot of us, if we're 35 or 40 plus, uh, those litters get awful tiny. Yeah, I don't know what happens. It just happens overnight. Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? I see what you're saying, Dr. Carroll. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so finally, uh, what's something you personally do 
with your personal pets that you feel you're doing a good job a little in your own way to help planet Earth? Well, I guess I do everything I can. I, I recycle. I haven't figured out how to do the composting yet. I do everything as naturally and holistically as I possibly can when it comes to you know external parasites and food. And I really think if you have a natural, well-balanced food and a, and a very good balanced, comprehensive vitamin, mineral, antioxidant supplement, I think that that goes a long way towards keeping your pet healthy for as long as possible and minimizing things like unnecessary vaccines. We run titers to validate protective levels of internal immunity for all of uh, the major diseases that we vaccinate for in dogs and cats. And I want to just stop on that one because I want to make sure that people understand what a titer is, T-I-T-E-R, because it is, a you explain it, because sometimes you get asked every year, two, three, whatever the cycle of the vaccine is to re-vaccine, but there is another healthy option to validate everything's working. And there is. A titer is simply a blood test that we take, we send it to a lab, and it comes back with a certain number. And uh, in dogs, we do that for distemper, hepatitis, and parvovirus. We call that a core titer. We do that for rabies. We do it for leptospirosis. And we do the same thing in cats for feline distemper, rhinotracheitis, and, and Khaleesi. And, you know, putting more chemicals into your pet is not making that pet any healthier. The problem is, I think, in some ways related to the problem with COVID. Certainly, uh, titers for COVID could have been taken up to three years ago, but they didn't want to hear about it. So we offer titers to everyone. We um, don't announce it on the loudspeaker. And when the titer is valid, it is valid for one year. We simply mark the record. And I think it's important for people. Rabies shots have been lasting up to eight years on the titers that we run. Um, the, wow. the annual or the every three-year vaccine often lasts for four to five plus years. Don't be afraid to ask your veterinarian about, about, about these things because they are available and they are out there. And uh, the whole purpose of a vaccine is to boost internal immunity to the specific disease entity in question. So the tightener is just the way that you document whether or not that has been effective. That's why you have the DVM after your name, Dr. Kara Osborne. And very, uh, very well explained. I love that. Hey, everyone, it has been my honor to have on our show today, Dr. Carol Osborne. You can learn more about her at drcarol.com. And she is at the Chagrin Falls Pet Clinic. And what's that website, Dr. Carol? ChagrinFallsPetClinic.com. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us this week. We appreciate it. And uh, while I got you, do you think you could, a uh, little belly scratch? Oh, oh, yeah, that's it. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Hey, our next guest is an inventor. He's a veteran and a doggone great guy. He's on a mission to bring out the best in our dogs. Please welcome to the show the founder of a company with a possum name. It's called Soda Pup, Mr. Adam Baker. Welcome to the show, Adam. 
Thanks, Arden. It's great to be here. Hey, you know, you you had me at Soda Pup. You had me at Soda Pup. <laughs> How did you come up with this name? I love it. Well, our first product ever was a rubber treat dispenser in the shape of a soda can. It's called the Can Toy, but we didn't want to name the company Can Toy, so we started scratching our heads and and instead of Soda Pop, we named ourselves Soda Pop. And there I you have it. it. I mean, it was that like in the middle of the night, you go flying out of your off your pillow and say something like that. Yeah, it wasn't too far from that. Well, you have quite an interesting background. You are a military veteran. Tell us a little bit about that. I am. Yeah, my first career was actually in the Coast Guard. So oh. um, I always uh, loved being around the water. And so when I graduated from college, I went to officer candidate school and got a commission and and uh, I did five years in the service. Very nice. Thank you for doing that. So you're pretty pleasure. cool around the water, right? <laughs> yeah, I love the water. Well, I my family is a military background. Sorry, Navy and Army. Hope that's okay. You still like me? Absolutely. <laughs> but before you founded Soda Pup, uh, you were kind of working with some companies with some big names. Let's just name drop. Uh, Nike, Under Armour. Tell us a little bit. Yeah. So after I left the service, I went back to school. I got an MBA and I was living in Portland, Oregon and was fortunate to land a job with, with Nike. And in the beginning, it was a human resources job. And then I managed to, to work my way over into a product job, product management. And I worked in the apparel division and I worked on a lot of different categories. I worked on tennis and running and the outdoor category, the kids category. And then from there, I went to Under Armour, where I became the vice president of men and kids apparel. And that was an amazing experience as well. You know, I went there when they were a small $200 million <laughs> business and we went public, which was such a radio unique. show. Yeah. Small like that. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. So, wow. If only I could be that small here at Soda Pop. <laughs> you will. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was an amazing experience. And we went public in the time that we were there. So that was an amazing learning experience for me. It's a very, very entrepreneurial culture and Under Armour competing against, you know, real powerhouses like, you know, Nike and uh, Adidas. And so well, that was really instrumental. Yeah. It, it teed you up to be able to to launch your own company. So the Coast Guard taught you how to swim and, and not drown <laughs> and, and both in the business world Discipline. and in the water, right? So there's your skill set from there. What about working for a powerhouse like Nike and then a company that became public like Under Armour? How did that all tee you up to say, I'm ready to spread my wings and create my own company? Yeah, so, you know, the thing about Nike is it was like an MBA in and of itself, because it's such a well-run organization. There's so many talented people there. And so, and the systems and processes were already pretty well developed. So, you know, I could, it was, it was great for me to experience life in a more mature organization where all these things were in place. And then when I went to Under Armour, which was much smaller, much more entrepreneurial, a lot of those systems and processes were not yet in place. And so that was my role was to kind of professionalize the the product development process, if you will. And certainly on the front end, the product management aspect of that, you know, 
knowing who your consumer is, figuring out what we need to make, how it needs to be priced, et cetera, et cetera. So, so those were, were both really, you know, great experiences for me in terms of my own personal development. The safe womb of W2. Why did you leave it? I mean, it's kind of hard to be an entrepreneur, but I'm glad you're in the pet industry. But what said, I need, I need to do my own thing. Well, so I, you know, I, I took one more step. When I left Under Armour, I came to Crocs Footwear. What I really learned at Crocs was I learned a lot about injection molding because all their product is oh. single injection molded footwear. And so, yeah. and I, I went there during the deepest part of the recession in 2008. So the, the company was really not on a secure footing financially. And so it was a kind of a race to, to, Get that, you know, get that ship righted and, and get the product strategy back on track. And so we were we were successful there. And then and then at that point, I'd also been watching the pet industry. The industry grew in the United States by four percent back in two thousand and eight when the other yeah. industries were collapsing. So I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. It's working for you. There's that MBA that's right. working for you. Adam. I can't help myself. So I started poking around the pet industry. And the thing that I really loved about the pet industry is that it's actually similar to the sporting goods industry in that it is driven by passion. People are passionate about their pets, just the way people are passionate about the next NBA season, the next NFL season, you know, sports fanatics. And so I thought, well, you know, if I could figure out how to apply the principles that I've learned in, in my career, apply them to the pet industry, and then find a way to tap into the passion that people have for their pets, then I thought we could create something pretty unique. And, you know, before we, we went on air here, you had commented about the uniqueness of our products. And yes. the reason that our products are so different from our competitors is because we don't view ourselves as a pet supply company. We view ourselves as a consumer products company. You know, we're building products for women. 77% of our consumers are women. And so we want to create objects of desire uh, that are appealing to women that work great for their dogs. And so we really try to bring, I guess, a degree of artisticness, if that's a word. Check in your site, everybody. That's your homework after the show to go to sodapup.com. You're going to see a lot of color. You're going to see a lot of whimsy. And creativity is kind of the a growing theme. I want to talk about the products after we take a break. Hey, we're talking to Adam Baker. He's the founder of Soda Pup. I'm really getting thirsty when I say the name and I want to pet my dog, Kona. See what you're doing to me with your name? But we're all going to learn a little bit more about what's going on at Soda Pup after we take this break. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. At Leader Dogs for the Blind, we believe in the power of independence and mobility. We're here to help those who need it most. Our services are provided free of charge to our clients because we believe that lack of funds should never stand in the way of living a fulfilling life. Picture this. Guide dogs providing confidence and safety. Orientation and mobility training reintroducing individuals to the world around them. And teens experiencing unforgettable adventures at our summer camp. It's all possible because of our generous supporters. We want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our individual donors, Lions Clubs, corporate partners, and foundations. With your help, we provide over 1 million days of independence each year. 
Together, we're changing lives and creating a world where everyone has the chance to lead an independent life. Join us on this incredible journey. Visit leaderdog.org today to learn how you can make a difference. Welcome back to Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We got a brainiac in the house. He answers to the name of Adam Baker, and he is the founder of Soda Pup. We're going to find out all about this company because you got pet. I loved your background and hope you didn't mind. And now you are the founder of Soda Pup. You're a lot of things at Soda Pup. I mean, if you're riding an elevator right now with me, Adam, how would you describe what you who you are? What is your company? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, well, I would warn everybody not to get me started talking about the business, because once I start, I can't stop. But, you know, I guess at my heart, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I actually left corporate life. It was very gratifying in many ways and, and left me ungratified in other ways. And I had always wondered whether I could create something from nothing. So I, I went into an industry where I had no contacts and no experience. Um, wow. But I applied the principles that I had learned uh, throughout my career. <clears throat> it's been fascinating. I mean, in some ways, we are running the, the Nike playbook here at, at Soda Pop. And what I mean by that is, you know, the the, the belief at, at at Nike is that product is king. You know, it, it all starts with making really compelling product that is meaningful to a consumer. And so we are um, very, very focused on our consumer here. And it's our all made in the USA. So that's also yep. a solution. Well, you know, you. It's so it's funny then you say that. I actually started the business by by creating a list of what consumers actually wanted. Like in a perfect okay. world, what would a consumer want? Yes. And and top among them is they want things that are safe for their dogs. And Absolutely. Uh, American manufacturing is a close number two. And they're actually associated. People associate American-made products with safer products because we have more control over the manufacturing process. We have more control over the materials, the testing of the materials. And so we actually started with, you know, with the consumer, what do they want? And then, so that's how we landed on, a, on an American, you know, 100% American manufacturing strategy. There's a bunch of other benefits to doing that as well. The elevator's almost at the top. So go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Going. So, uh, you know, the other thing that I was going to say is you have to make beautiful product and then you have to let people know that it exists. And so we've actually done that primarily through social media. And yeah. what's what's happened is we've been stunned by the way that people are using our product. So if you looked at our Instagram feed, at Soda Pup Dog Toys, every day I wake up and I see what people all around the globe are doing with our products. It's beautiful and it's fun you know, we're in the enrichment space. We make a lot of slow feeder bowls and uh, lick mats and things. And we have really fun patterns and beautiful patterns. And then that is exciting consumers and they're adding their own creativity to it. So that's been amazingly gratifying for us. Well, let's dive into some of the products because you don't have one, two. You have like four different kinds of dispensing enrichment toys. I mean, I'm listening to my dogs, Kona and Emma, and they're like, Adam had us at treat. He had us at treat. So <laughs> these dispensing toys, dig into that. Yeah. So we actually started sort of up with the one product, the can toy that we talked about earlier. <clears throat> That's made the factory across the street from our warehouse. And, and that factory produced Kong toys for many, many years. 
Um, okay. And so, you know, I was fortunate to find a factory that knew a lot about um, dog toy manufacturing and, and the materials. So that's kind of where we started. And for years, we built lots and lots of fun, imaginative rubber treat dispensers. Then we got into the nylon category. So, you know, okay. you've got brands like Nylabone and Benabone and we thought, well, the, the world doesn't need more nylon bones, so we need a different strategy. So our our strategy for nylon is to think outside of the bone. So we do all of these fun novelty shapes, things like butterflies and electric guitars and fake wrenches and um, guitars. What butterflies keep going? This is cool. Yeah, we have all kinds of, of fun shapes because you know dogs don't actually have a preference for bone shapes. Right. So, but what they do like is variety because they experience the world through their mouths, largely. So having these fun, novel shapes keeps a dog interested. And then we started applying enrichment capabilities. So many of our designs have what we call treat pockets. There are textures in the surface of the product so that you can smear, you know, peanut butter or pumpkin puree or Greek yogurt or any number of things into the surface. So now it's not just a chew toy, but it's also an enrichment toy. And then finally, during the pandemic, when I was doing more Zoom calls from home, I have three dogs, and one of them was particularly needy. He was a rescue. His name is Buddy Black Lab. And so I I bought a lick mat, and he could lick that thing clean in five minutes, and it didn't hold up well in the dishwasher. And there were a number of things we didn't like about the product. So I thought, well, shoot, I can make a better product than this. And so then we started down the path of, of lick mats. And I love I love and, lick mats. Not, not me personally, but my dogs Kona and, and and Casey and Emma do. And even the cats. We have cats, and they they yep. they love it too. So you you touched upon you have three dogs, three very lucky dogs to be living with Adam Baker, the founder of Soda Pup. Buddy, you mentioned who are the other two because I know they have ears like a beagle and they're listening. They want to hear their name on the radio. Yep. So Buddy's the Black Lab. We actually lost Buddy last summer to liver disease, but he was a good one for sure. Then we have Queso. Queso came from the Longmont Humane Society to us as a puppy. She's she's a mutt, but kind of like a husky, okay. Aikida-looking dog. Very territorial, very protective. She's the guardian of the house. And then we have Sugar Plum. Sugar Plum is also uh, a mutt. She came off of a Native American reservation in South Dakota. Daughter is a puppy, and she's she's kind of a shepherd type of dog. She's got strong herding instincts. She's very very energetic. So they're they're quite the you know quite the pair. You so, got some shedders in your house. <laughs> yeah, we do. You know, we can't win. We, we, when we had Buddy with us as well, we have black fur and we have you know yellow fur, and so it shows on every surface. And we have two cats as well. So oh, we, well, we have fur on everything. What's the kitties' names? What are their names? We have Quincy. Okay. And Ringo. Okay. Okay. You got a full house, Adam. One thing I did want to bring out, I mean, you have a lot of different kinds of toys. They're very colorful, creative shapes. They're enriching, things like that. But you also like to give back. So tell us a little bit about, I think it's, I was trying to, to what is the, the program you call it? Uh, Rescue 2 or something? What Rescue is what's your give yeah. back? So, so we actually, we give back in two ways. So okay. because we're committed to American manufacturing and I'm a veteran, we feel strongly about giving back to military and law enforcement working dogs. So canine okay. handlers 
And we work with an organization called Military Working Dog Team Support Association, MWDTSA. It's a mouthful. But <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but we do work with them on a quarterly basis to do donations. And then we do a big Christmas giveaway where every military canine handler gets a soda pup toy. So that's a cool program. And then Santa Paws, look at you, Adam. <laughs> and then the other thing that we do is, you know, a normal part of the manufacturing process is to have cosmetic seconds that we don't sell at okay. full price. And so we do a lot of product donations to, you know, certified 501c3 animal shelters across the country. I like um, that. And it's, you know, the, the, the toys work perfectly fine. They might just have a, a surface irregularity or something that, we wouldn't want to sell at full price. So we're giving away the seconds. I think you're digging where you are in life right now. I can feel your energy, Adam. What What is something you think that cats, dogs have done to make you a better Adam Baker? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, the, the greatest thing about about dogs in particular is uh, unconditional love. And if, if as a species, we could learn to be that way, we'd be much better off, you know, so... Yeah, I think we all learn from our dogs. Plus, my wife and I, we've been married 38 years. We've got two kids, but, you know, we had a lot of dogs before the kids came along. And uh, so they were definitely good training for us to to learn how to care for and love another being. So it's a good life. I want to thank you, Adam, for being our guest, but more importantly, for all that you're doing for our pets. It's been great fun. I appreciate you having me on, Arden. That's it for our show today. Pause up to our special guest. Earlier, we had Dr. Carol Osborne on and just now Adam Baker of Soda Pup. Uh, big thanks to all you great radio stations coast to coast for airing our shows and especially to you pet pals for tuning in. Until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Pause up! Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. And also by Soda Pup, committed to providing top quality American-made toys and enrichment products you can trust. Online at sodapup.com. And also our good friend Janice at Save My Pet ID Tag. Your pets are never alone when you own Save My Pet ID Tag. Online at SaveMyPetIDTag.com. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch video versions of our guest interviews, our website is FourLeggedLife.com. And have a pawsome week. <laughs> <laughs>